Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Spilled Words. My name is Wamboy. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and grow with me through this platform. And thank you for being so patient with me. I just realized I haven't released an episode since April. There is no excuse why I haven't because I truly have missed doing this. But this year has knocked me out and I'm just now picking up the pieces and gathering myself together. And then I blinked and here is October. I literally do not know what happened. I think this year in one sentence or one phrase should be what happened was and then it's done. But that aside, this episode, I decided to do kind of like an interlude episode. One, because we're going to be having more episodes more consistently, I promise. And two, interlude by Jacob's my current favorite song. And three, I really just wanted to have a conversation with you. I feel like one of the things that has brought me so much joy joy and contentment this year has been good conversations with friends with family with strangers and as always good conversations start with the right questions so i put a question tab on my instagram and naturally i think i expected just basic questions like do you cook what's your favorite color how old are you are you planning a vacation soon you know, but you guys went hard and deep with them questions, which I really, really appreciate. So I decided to make this episode out of those questions. So thank you for being a part of this episode and I really hope you enjoy it. The first question I think is one of my favorite questions. What is something you regret about your 20s? Um, uh, For me, a big chunk of my 20s has been spent resituating, relocating, restarting, and a lot of it was out of my control. But what I know for sure is that my everyday life will be forever a consequence of my decisions. And regret is unfortunately a big part of that. As much as we try to learn from others and be perfect, I think there's still things that we will look back on and think I could have done that maybe a little differently, you know. But is there something I'd like to do differently then? If we were to say it like that, is there something I'd like to do differently about my early 20s? Yes. And I think for me, I would look at life with a lens of freedom. If you haven't met me, I am an overthinker. I put effort and energy into every decision. I um, translate the failures of others into my choices. I preempt all those choices. I draft lists with pros and cons. I definitely overthink. And I think to a certain extreme, I limit. I have shut down things even before they start. I constantly live on the edge, but not so far that I could fall. I have fun with my friends, but not so much that I feel out of control of the situation. I don't know if I should categorize this as a regret or as a flaw, but that's why I think if I was to do anything differently from the beginning, it would be to explore my freedom, to live my questions, to thrive in my mistakes, and maybe then my self-esteem or my confidence would not be tied to or limited to how much control of the situation I have. But maybe then it would be based on the growth I have gained from my failures and my success. I don't know if this directly answers the question, but I think I would whisper to a 20 to 22 year old boy and say, dance a little more, go out a little more, make a few more mistakes. Don't overthink it. You cannot grow off of what you think or imagine will happen and you cannot always be perfect. The next question was, do you ever feel like shutting down all of your social media? Let's all relieve the pressure that we have it all figured out because we don't. And our struggles are very real, whether they're public or not. Now, I will say that I have a very strong love-hate relationship with social media because one of the things that 
it does is decipher your balance. One minute you're very clear on what your purpose is and you're so focused and then you look on there and it seems like someone else has achieved it and surpassed it or someone else is doing it bigger and better. And then one other time you're so strong in your identity, you're confident until you see someone else looking like a Coke bottle in a bikini without any stretch marks in a yacht in Dubai so effortlessly. Like I said, it throws you off balance. It just leaves no room for you to be. And the sense of individuality becomes so vague and lost. Though on the other hand, social media is not going anywhere. So finding the balance should be the goal or becomes the goal. I had someone say this a while ago and it stuck with me and I say it all the time. The relationship you have with yourself determines the relationship you have with social media. Be so well rooted and so clear with yourself that when you're seeing all these things other people are achieving or other people are maintaining, you remember that you have to heavily preface everything you see with context, everything you see with clarity that that's not your truth or that's not your purpose or that's not your journey. So then your struggles and their struggles should not be linear, should not be the same thing. And also don't overthink it. Um, Know yourself a little more. Redraw, reestablish what grows you, what triggers you, and what is your measuring ruler of success, self-esteem, and failure. I would also say don't overthink it. The third question was love or career. I'm going to assume this question means would I rather have great love or a great career? I don't know that. I don't know. But I believe that I can be selfish enough to say I want both. I think limiting ourselves to these extremes, like I'll have one or the other or one will be better than the other is selfish. And I think we just deserve both. Um, I think of this question and I think we have to be very mindful of where we are right now. Um, and of course, preface it heavily with context because dating for me or love for me is not the same for everyone. Um, our priorities are also very different because I think some people just want to have kids and to have a family and to cater to them as much as they can. And that is a gift, truly. And other people just want to be selfish with their goals and ambitions and if some and, and just climb the ladder of success. And if they meet someone along the way, well and good. Just they just want to be picky. And that's also a gift. But my two cents on this is I think about my great-grandparents a lot, especially the female ones, my grandmothers and my great-grandmothers and my older aunties and uncles. If we grew up the same, which I believe majority of the audience has had the same upbringing as me, we are the first or the second generation of women in our families that that's had the privilege to go to school, to go to college, to skip things like FGM or early planned marriages or forceful marriages. Or just being limited by circumstances that are out of our control. And I love the women that came before us. I respect them so much. These women were tied down by circumstances that they didn't choose. They were limited not because they were stupid or dumb or not resourceful, but just from impositions of society. And then they looked around and they said, you know what? Not my children, not the next girl child, because I'll make sure that they have a choice. They sacrificed and they lived in bitterness, but they handed us the privilege of choice. And this privilege should be examined daily. I am the second generation of girls in my family who has been 
given the choice to go to school, to have a career, to get married if I want to, to have children if I want to, to pursue everything that sets my soul on fire. And it upsets me sometimes that we forget we have this choice and we have this privilege. Now, truly, love and career will always seesaw in season. My career at some point will do uh, great while my love season, my love life is not and vice versa. And sometimes one may come before the other. But then again, you still have the choice to say no or to pick one over the other or to pick both. The merit of choice is a gift from the women before us. They broke the ceiling so we can walk around confidently with relentless pursuit for all the things we want. And we can't afford to take that for granted. All this to say, I will pursue my career and all that I want for it. And I will also seek a love that's pure and growing because I have that privilege. And don't forget that. The next question was, how do you protect your space mentally and emotionally? Um, let me just start by saying that we need to give ourselves a little more grace than we usually typically would. I think life is a mess. Our mental and emotional well-being is a consistent wave. We need to learn to be gracious with ourselves, to be gentle and to be patient with ourselves. Now, I think a lot of detachment has to happen to find peace because you need to find a way that you're leaving mental space because it's in mental space that you have space for thinking and growing and reevaluating your life. When I say detachment, I don't mean cutting yourself necessarily from everything, including social media, because at some point you have to get back into it. Um, as much as it's nicer to step away and go um, away for a little while, you do have to get back into it at some point. And I realized that we don't achieve solitude by running away to quiet because quietness doesn't equal growth. Instead, I think it's about mental growth and mental stability will only happen if we learn to filter the outside world through the straightener of our judgment. Such peace and such tranquility is found in identifying our paths and sticking to it. And also, I think we need to constantly pay attention to what contributes to your happiness and what detaches you from it, what triggers you and what doesn't, what grows you and what doesn't, because you have the choice to filter certain things in and out of your life for your own growth. And for me personally, I... I think how I protect my space is I definitely take breaks from social media. I establish a routine. I think reevaluating yourself consistently needs to happen. The next question was, what impact do you aim to leave on people? Wow. This is such a good question. A very selfish part of me wants to say, I want them to remember that I'm a bad bee. You know, I'm none of that. But... I think I think spilled words should tell you what impact I aim to live on people. I think the biggest impact I want is to remind people the beauty of storytelling and beauty of stories. One of the things I wish so, so badly, like I wish so bad, was we had enough documentation of our childhood. I think that's the only part I think to myself. I wish we had iPhones back in the day or something to record. I think I guess this is a disadvantage of growing in a third, growing up in a third world country. I just think there's not enough pictures, videos, documentation of who or how we became. And I 
think as Africans too, we don't talk about our past as enough as, as, as often as we should. Like, for example, my grandmother never talks about how she met my grandfather unless you ask about it. All this to say, anyways, I think I want people to remember the beauty of telling stories, to remind you through this platform the beauty of stories. Tell your story, share your story, ask for other people's stories. Stories are such primal point and a primal example of how we become and we need to revisit that more often we need to revisit our becoming more often i want this platform to be the beginning of you telling your story and you asking for stories and you documenting your stories and you being proud of your story the next question was how to make adult i mean friendships or connections in adulthood well, 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 um, it's doable <laughs> because I moved to the States maybe seven years ago. So a lot of my current friendships are new or still growing. Um, one of the disadvantages of making friendships at this point in life is that everyone is already in their own bubble with their high school friends, college friends, and they've already cemented these bonds that it's hard for you to just come in and fit in. Um, so I get that. That's very difficult. And a lot of the people at this stage are very, I think we've been through so many things that have hurt us, that a lot of us have our guards up already. Um, even with friendships, I feel like sometimes our past friendships, our past failures in friendships affect how we pursue friendships going forward. But it's still doable. I think with this stage in life, one, you have to step out of your comfort zone and pursue people, not in a creepy way, by the way, but in just like, a, do you want to have lunch with me? Or do you want to um, go to this thing that I've been trying to go, but I don't have anyone to go with, you know? And two, I think you have to be intentional. If I am pursuing a friendship with intentionality, then I'm getting to know this person. Then we're growing together and I'm more likely to get a better connection. I think those are my two tips. And I cannot emphasize enough how much you have to step out of your comfort zone and meet these people. The last question was, what is your source of inspiration or wisdom? I think wisdom will forever be acquired, will forever learn new things based on our experiences and um, other people's in our lives. But I think directly learning would be, I read a lot of books and most of them are usually educational or self-help. I love learning from other people. A lot of podcasts and YouTube, especially now that we have access to all these big inspirational people because they do so many interviews and they're so easily accessible. And then one other thing is, I don't think there's a final destination to wisdom. I think we all agree to that because life will forever expose us to a new venture, a new experience that expands our wisdom and the wisest version of ourselves will forever be ahead of us so all we can do for now is you keep ourselves with so much knowledge and strengthen our wisdom as always thank you so much for taking the time to listen to that episode i don't say i don't know that i say this enough but i truly truly appreciate every single one of you thank you for the comments thank you for the rates thank you for the reviews thank you for the subscriptions i see them all and i appreciate them all um 
I don't also say this enough, but I am on Instagram at spilledwords underscore podcast. Reach out to me over there. Send me a DM. It could be naughty. It could not be naughty. I appreciate them all. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey with me. I will also say I'm very glad to be back. I'm very glad to be releasing episodes more and being back on Instagram more. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you so, so much. Okay, bye.